Can you feel it? Can you feel it in the air? Is it tangible? We're home, baby. We're back home in Wineland. Four, four grueling weeks talking about gin. I actually had a lot of fun, but we're, we're back. We're back where it feels comfy and cozy and we can just talk about what really gets us goddamn going. Am I right? <laughs> Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Thipa Shreeler. Um, Today, today we are inaugurating getting back into the wine cycle of life with a pretty exciting bottle. Um... We'll, we'll, we'll get into that for a second, but I want to also just, before we, before we start talking specific wine, I want to get into um, this podcast's roots, which is the weather. And maybe some of y'all have just been lost out at sea, wondering what is the weather in Austin, Texas. Well, let me tell you what's going on, okay? Let me explain to you the pleasantness that we are all facing right down the barrel, okay? In the mornings, when I go for my run, I'm freezing in 65 degrees. It's cold, okay? It's like, how how am I supposed to run (laughs) and breathe through my mouth because the cold air is just hitting me, right? It's just like knocking me out. And the other problem is now I see all kinds of people outside. Where were they, huh? Where were they in the trenches, in the warm embrace of the 90-degree mornings, hmm? Working out inside? Cowards. Now they want to be out. And I make sure to glare at every single one of them. Which makes me seem insane and hostile. But what is good about this weather is that it is, it is a very real red wine weather, right? The more we get into the coldness of our year, we're going to want those deeper, danker, darker reds. We want something with a little bit of oomph, right? I mean, yeah. Can you, can you, have, a, can you have a sparkling white here and there? But it, it, sure. I mean, have a blast, right? But it's not the same like what's... What did, what did the French say? And we all know that I'm, a, I'm an expert in the language. Joie de vivre. <laughs> Joie de vivre. I think, I think the second one was better. So we're, we're really in what we like to call red sauce season. This is like your sauces are going to take forever on the stove, right? You're making things that are super warm, super complex 
and you're going to want a wine that kind of works, works out in that favor, right? So I present to you, I present to you a little, a little mom and pop, or in this case, father-daughter shop. Uh, it's a, it's a wine company. It's, it's, it has a couple wineries. It's Argentinian. And the name is really, really, really cool of this wine company. Um, let me, let me, I practiced saying it before I got on this podcast, but still I see it. And it's like just looking down the barrel of this name and I just start to freak out already. Let's, let's try it. Okay. Pieli hueso, pieli hueso, pieli hueso, which means pieli hueso. I think I said it right. Okay. Which means skin and bones. I think we got like another gang of wolves situation on our hands, okay? It's a really, really cool name. Um, this is an Argentinian company. Like I said, it's a father-daughter team. Um, they started this estate in 2017. So, I mean, listen, 2017 um, and the kind of wine that they're making, and sure, they're making sure to get like some pretty old varietal grapes and um, they're focusing on two areas in Argentina. We'll get to that here in a second. It's still pretty impressive um, from 2017 to now 2022. And just to taste, this, this wine tastes like it's been crafted. You know what I mean? Like there are certain wines where especially I feel like in the natural wine sector, there are certain wine companies. <laughs> you drink something and you're like, cool. So they just let this hang out. That was the magic. And sometimes it is magic. Um, but this, this one feels um, crafted, even though uh, it is a low intervention wine. Let's get into it. Um, so the, the wine company itself, right? Skin and Bones. Um, the wine bottle we are talking about today is uh their Los Sauces number two 2021. So the reason why it's called that is because it's um this company in Argentina has essentially um two different estates. Um one is in uh Los Chacayas and the other one is in Los Sauces. Um, is it Sauces? Los Sauces? These are things I could have Googled. But here I am just presenting it to you. Um, which means willow trees. So this, this is a... It's a... I think it's a co-ferment. Not a blend. But this is a red um, coming from Los Sauces or Sauces. We will find out. Um, and it's 50% Malbec and 50% um, Cabernet Sauvignon um, coming from a 70-year-old uh, vine with the Cab Sauv, okay? And they, this was both grown uh, on a trellis, so they kind of grew together. So that's what's making me think that we're working with something that is a co-ferment 
instead of a blend. And just a quick note, a co-ferment is when the grapes essentially, I mean, simply put, ferment together instead of being fermented separately and then coming together at the end to make a blend. This is a co-ferment. Um, they, they essentially make everything that's organic and um, they use only organic uh, grapes and low intervention and everything is fermented with native yeast. So yeast that is of that particular region. Um, so this bottle, first off, the, the bottle label is super cool. Um, shout out Brody Park Market for always pointing out really cool bottles. Um, it caught my eye because the label itself, uh, the label looks playful, but at the same time, you're just trying to figure out what, what this is, but it's an, it's an L and an S. Um, in big pink letters, I want to say. Uh, anyways, the daughter also designs the labels, which I think is super cool. Um, this is one of those red wines where you want to chill it a bit. Just like, just a little chill. It doesn't need to be like super, super cold. But just, just, just a little chill on it, okay? Um, it tastes savory with a slight acidic finish. And I thought about it for a while and I was like, why, why do I like this wine a lot? Because we've, we've, when you just say it tastes savory, it tastes acidic, you're like, okay, cool. Thanks for the fucking snooze review, bore, yawn. No, I thought about it. I thought about what really stuck with me about this particular wine. And listen, on this podcast, you know that when I do like a wine, um, but it's it's just like it is what it is. That doesn't really make a great review, right? We're not we're not talking. We're we're just saying that the wine is good, but there's like nothing nothing distinct about it, you know. This is not the case here. Is what I'm trying to emphasize here. I realized this wine is like a cigar. Stick with me, okay? So, um, there's also something about me. I only do it now like once once a year or so. But I love a cigar. I love them, love them, love them, love them, love them. If they weren't so bad for my health, I think I would have an issue. <laughs> Everything about a cigar, I'm into it. I'm into a cigar. Once a year, guys. Once a year. If there's just like, if, if I come across something really special, you, you got to go cigar. Um, I love, I love the, the whole ritual of it. I love anything that feels like you've got to get certain things done in certain steps, right? Like once you get a cigar, you got to get it cut. Then you got to like light it forever and just kind of keep lighting it until it kind of takes, you know, the first few um, puffs. It's like you got to kind of chew on it a little bit. And it's also personal. Like, like you can't share a cigar like disgusting, right? Um, and I like that you don't inhale it. It's just sort of like it's just around you. 
And listen, I know there's a ton of tobacco in it. This is not good for you. Let me repeat. Cigars are not good for you. Nobody have a habit of cigars. Just don't do it. But it does give you a, a like it gives you a high, right? There's just something about a really good cigar. And I just know, I'm like, man, my night is about to get wacky. <laughs> and this is what this wine reminds me of. It reminds me of something that kind of starts in one, one place and ends up in another, right? That first sip that you have of this particular wine, you're like, okay, it's mellow. You can tell like it's done well. And you're like, okay, it just kind of like has like one, one singular tasty but singular note. And then once you're done with your sip, you're like, nope, 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 nope. That's not actually what happened. You have one singular note throughout. You take it and then it's just got a nice, like almost citrus tang snap at the end. And it just, to me, I was like, this is the feeling I get. It's a high, right? This is the feeling I get from a great cigar. So this is a cigar uh, in a bottle. And it's also super tasty. So this is also one of those bottles that I wish um, I had a couple bottles of because we were having it with dinner um, and it was delicious. But it really does feel like if you're sharing this bottle with like three or four people, you got you want to. You just want to be able to savor this bottle correctly. Um. But just, just some great stuff happening. Now let's talk about the tamarind test. Oh man, I've missed tamarind testing things. Thinking about tamarind. Thinking about tamarind and wine. Woo! Reunited. And it feels so good. Um, <laughs> tamarind test. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is 100% something that I want to pair with tamarind. I do want to pair this. This does feel like this is a a smoked meat, maybe a tamarind marinade. Um, yeah, I want something chewy, fatty, burnt with with my cigar wine. You know, I want I want a slab of meat. I want I want a steak with ooh, I want a steak with a mango and tamarind butter. That's what I want with this wine. My my cigar wine. It's a it's a it's a very masculine dinner, you know what I mean? Um but yeah, really really delicious stuff. So go so go 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 get you two bottles. Find out where they are in the town near you. Go get you some. Pieli hueso, pieli hueso, um, skin and bones, aka falls gang of wolves. It's in the running. What's coming up, right? What is coming up on sick palate? A lot. Um, I I know a lot of it has been quiet, all quiet, but. I promise it's because I'm working on things and um, trying to get a lot of stuff done.
the November 5th event, Supper Club, with Austin Cueco. That event is going to be posted soon. But if you want to be on that mailing list, make sure you get those updates first first you know what I mean like you you've got it get your tickets because it is going to be limited seating um I'll have the link below there's also November 19th doing a cheese board with Antonelli's cheese and I think it's going to be incredibly incredibly delicious and super South Indian um so you can get tickets for that and that will also be on the Substack liner notes. And then guys, newsletters. They're back, baby. They're coming. <laughs> they're taking me forever, but they're coming. <laughs> um so there will be a paid newsletter um coming your way. And also next week there's going to be an interview that I can not wait for you guys to hear. It's I'm I was trying to keep at bay how much of a fangirl I was um uh like on the interview and I I tried to check myself but it's it's I don't think I did a great job. I was deeply effusive. But with good reason. Uh it's a, it's a great goddamn interview. So that's coming up also in the feed. Soon, soon, soon. Um, thank you guys so much for your support. And of course, as usual, if you want to be a paid subscriber, that's $30 a year. If you're saying, you know what? I cannot do $30 a year, Deepa Shreeder. Cannot do it. Email me. Let's figure it out. All right. Until next time, y'all. Goodbye. <laughs>